1: Welcome to Collective Café To Go. This is the podcast version of the Collective Café. Now, the Collective Café happens every single weekday, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Alpha Collective's Discord server, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. It is free. It always will be free. There are no strings. There is no Debate and switch. If you like to listen live and even participate, come onto stage, comment in our back chat. You can do that. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work. That was very interesting. Uh, I just recorded an intro to Collective Cafe to Go, something that you will hear in episode three. Tomorrow, we are now doing the Collective Cafe as a podcast as well as the original intended use case, which is live every single morning, Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm not sure if in the music tomorrow, the music that you hear... Uh, and I'm going to keep this track. I love it. It's kind of like my meditation will have a little bit of a voice over as well so that I don't have to keep repeating myself. And it will give you an idea of what you can expect and what is to come. It's amazing how Collective Café To Go came about. It's even amazing to think about how the Collective Café came about. The reality is... That 16 years ago, in Second Life, in the virtual world of Second Life, I was the host, the founder of Crayon, a social media boutique. And in Second Life, every Tuesday, we had coffee with Crayon. We had a virtual coffee. We discussed whatever was hot and uh, newsworthy in the social media sphere. It was all text-based because that's really all we could do with Second Life. It wasn't video and it wasn't audio. Now here we are, 16 years later, using the power of audio and repurposing the power of audio in the form of a podcast. So maybe you're listening to this right now, anywhere in the world, any day, any time. It's a beautiful concept to think about how content itself can live on and be extended and amplified. The I mean, we can get into it another time. But the goal here, the prime directive, I mean, if you want to even unpack it a little bit, Alpha Collective, the goal of Alpha Collective for me is to sell membership passes, not just full membership passes, but entry-level passes through the secondary market. Get a flow, get energy, get more people interested, increase demand with limited fixed supply. How do I do that? I do that through content strategy. I do that through thought leadership. We do that through the collective cafe. We do that through the ability to generate and share and give people a glimpse of the kind of caliber, the quality, the thought leadership that happens in Alpha Collective. So now you have the collective cafe Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The goal is to grow the Collective Cafe. Now, the Collective Cafe is free and always will be. There is no uh, bait and switch, but there is a hook and hold. The hook, again, is thought leadership, is access to myself, is access to to the ability to have conversations with one another in the back chat with me. And so how do we grow the Collective Café? We grow the Collective Café through the Collective Café to go. So now people here, you're hearing this podcast, you're thinking, hell, maybe I'd like to come and join live 8 to 9, Monday through Friday, Eastern Standard Time. And so the podcast attracts to the Collective Café. The Collective Café attracts to Alpha Collective or it could actually happen the other way around. The podcast could end up being bigger than the Collective Cafe. The Collective Cafe could end up being bigger than Alpha Collective. The podcast could who knows end up being as big as Tim Ferriss or or any of or Joe Rogan or any of the largest podcasts out there podcasting right now is absolutely the hottest thing audio first so i've always said you got to have multiple horses in the race the more horses you have in the race the more likely you are to win the the bigger the chance the the better the chance of being able to win at this noisy cluttered business of b2b or engagement or however you want to define it. So for me, I know I have my show. Joseph Jaffe is not famous. I know I have the Collective Cafe. I know I have the co- the Collective Cafe to go. I know that I've got Alpha Collective. I know that I've got my Jaffe coin. Multiple horses in the race. My upcoming book, Forever Changed. But there's always a common thread. Whether the common thread is myself or the common thread is innovation or the common thread is web three and it's it's not just the business of web3 it's the web3 of business think about that for a moment it's not just the business of web3 it's the web3 of business how do we enhance business through web3 but also how do we deliver against web3 from a business standpoint both of the, you know think about a superhighway there are two directions. The cars are going both directions at the same time, but not obviously head-on, because that would be a collision. And, of course, we go back to the analogy of the blockchain, which is the ultimate highway or superhighway. And then understanding that crypto is a transactional token that allows you to transact, to use the highway, to use the tolls, to use the better roads, the shortcuts to be able to get from here to there, better, cheaper, faster. Maybe not short-term, but long-term for sure. Now, I just want to take this opportunity as well to talk to you about yesterday's show that I recorded with the amazing Sean Canungo. Sean has just written a book called The Bold Ones. And uh, today I will release that episode I also will release a beautiful little clip called the, Danger- the Most Dangerous People in the Room. Here's the quote from him. The most dangerous people in the room are the most afraid and yet bold enough to move forward. The most dangerous people in the room are the most afraid and yet bold enough to move forward. These are the people with nothing to lose. These are the people that are motivated by fear or from fear. Maybe it's just not wanting to fail. Maybe it's wanting to succeed. Maybe it's a little bit of both. But it is fear that propels them, and they are not debilitated by fear. They are energized and emboldened, and they move forward. And when you are moving forward from an arrogant or a hubristic or a, you know, an overconfident standpoint that is different, to moving forward when you are motivated by or through or with fear. So another fantastic conversation. And, uh, of course, there's a podcast called Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous too. So do you see a few more little horses, maybe ponies, in the race? You can access me through Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous, the video. You can access me through Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous, the audio. You can access me through the Collective Cafe. You can access me through Collective Cafe to go. Multiple ways to engage. This is no different to multi, you know, what they call omni-channel. Give people more opportunities to engage with you, whether it is in-store, online, uh, toll-free number, social media, um, web3, E-commerce, M-commerce, C-commerce, I-commerce, e- what, it doesn't matter. Give people more opportunities to engage with you. And guess what? They might just engage with you. So that's a little bit of preamble today. Uh, I still have to decide whether, in fact, uh, I want to now start calling these episode two, episode three, or, or just put them out when I put them out. And I wanted to talk today about this concept of being all in. I'm all in on Web3. What does that mean? Does it mean that I've burnt the boats? That there's no going back? Yes and no. Yes in the sense that I've decided that this is my path forward. But I am in no way, shape or form completely blinkered. In fact, my 2 by 2 matrix which I'll talk about on Thursday, January 12th, when I give a webinar, which is my keynote from South by, uh, South by Southwest, from CES, is really just about old, new, best, and worst. We need to get rid of the worst of the old. We need to ignore the worst of the new. We need to keep and maintain the best of the old And we need to embrace the best of the new. That is the formula. Now, the best of the new is elements of Web3, but not all of Web3. And the best of the old will continue to be thought leadership and consistency and storytelling and ideas and, and customer obsession and innovation. Those things are not going away. Maybe they can be a little bit enhanced. Maybe they can be tweaked. Maybe they can evolve through some of the new tools or instruments or platforms or technologies, but they're not going away, nor should they. So for me, going all in on Web3 is about focus. It's about being able to realize that if you try and be all things to all people, you end up being nothing to nobody. If you try and be all things to all people, you end up being nothing to nobody. I mean, I've heard different spins on that, by the way this idea of um, jack of all trades and master of some, right? That it actually is good to be a jack of all trades, but also a master of some. So we've always looked at that saying jack of all trades, master of none. But what if you are a jack of all trades and a master of one or master of some? I might have heard that from Fanzo, my friend Fanzo, who Is an advisor to Alpha Talk uh, to Alpha Collective and one of our Alpha Talk speakers. So I'm going to give him credit for it. Uh, Jack of all trades. Yeah. uh, Bez is in the audience and he says, So true. You can be a master of some. So again, it's picking your poison or picking your pleasure. It's prioritization. That is the idea of focus. So I am all in on Web3, meaning I have chosen. Not to put all of my eggs in the basket, but I'm smart enough to know, based on everything I've done in the past, when it makes sense to focus and prioritize and why it makes sense. And as always, everything is about timing. And right now I believe this is an amazing time for us. We are in the bubble bursting phase. We are at the pets.com, you know, I mean the analogy is insane. We had the Super Bowl with the pets.coms of the world. All of these .coms advertising on the Super Bowl, all of them going out of business. Guess what? One year ago we had the crypto.coms and the FTX's and 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 uh, you know, and we had all of the the and the Coinbase's and some of them have gone out of business and others haven't, but it's the same thing. It's deja vu all over again. So that's why I'm all in. I don't think, though, that it's a good idea to force other people to be all in. So that's a, a different build on it, if you will. I don't think we should force people to make a choice. We can make a choice for ourselves. But we can't expect everyone to follow us as well. That's a mistake. And it's actually a fatal flaw when you expect other people to share your vision. Because, you know, whether I like it or not, I am in part visionary. I have to. I have vision. I have a vision. I have a vision about how the world will look and how life is going to shape out or shake out. And how the world is changing. Just like I'm not afraid to call myself a thought leader, I'm also not afraid to refer to myself as a visionary. But I but I temper it. I absolutely temper it. I'm you know, I'm no Steve Jobs, I'm I'm no Elon Musk, I'm no Richard Branson, I aspire to be, but I am you know I'm a VIT, I'm a visionary in training. But I'm not afraid to have vision. I'm not afraid to stick out my neck. I'm not afraid to be proven wrong. I'm not afraid at all. So it is important to be able to lay out a vision, but not expect everyone to have to share that vision or buy into that vision or believe in that vision. Now, I'll tell you, the great leaders have the ability to do that in a corporate-scaled environment. They have the ability I have a dream. They have the ability to put a stake in the ground, a line in the sand, and uh, you know present what could be, what should be, what might be, what will be, a better world, a better life, a better scenario, a better landscape, and have people follow them. It can be good, and it can be bad. From I have a dream to make America great again depending on your perspective and how you see it. So we've gone down a little bit of an interesting rabbit hole of vision. But let me bring it back to the topic at hand, this idea of being all in. I decided that I would no longer be available to transact via traditional means, that the only way to transact with me would be through an NFT, or essentially through Web3. How will I live that? Well, I have two major horses, three, four, five, six, maybe, I don't know. Um, But let's just talk about, uh, let's talk about the starting lineup. Let's talk about Alpha Collective. Well, the only way to buy into Alpha Collective is through an NFT. In Alpha Collective, my time is abundant. You can get my time for free. You can you don't have to pay for it. You will never pay for my time within Alpha Collective. You will never, uh, I will give keynotes for free. I, you can AMA with me, office hours. All of that is abundant. What about consulting? Well, I don't consult anymore because I am all in on Web3. I don't consult anymore. I might at some point do something that is NFT-based where you can buy a time NFT and exchange that for time experience, like dinner, lunch, a brainstorm, perhaps. But the idea of procurement and project-based and hourly and, and deliverable, that's gone, and I'm never going back. What about keynote speaking? Not available to do that anymore. You can't hire me through a speakers bureau. What you can do at some point is to buy a speaker NFT, a keynote NFT. When they become available. Oh, and by the way, they will only be available to members of Alpha Collective. And oh, by the way, because it's an NFT, you will be able to sell that NFT. Maybe even make money on it. Maybe even make more money on it than I make. If you bought that speaker NFT for $1,000 and you sold it for $10,000, fantastic, well done. You made more money being my agent than I did being the talent. This is what it is to be all in on Web3. My upcoming book, Forever Changed, there will be royalty NFTs where readers will get royalties and they will be able to share in the reward. And then finally, Joseph Jaffe is not famous. Through POAPs and tokenization and the Jaffe coin and NFTs, eventually my vision is that people will be able to sponsor the show and exchange or redeem or hold those tokens for walk on roles and backstage access and meet-and-greets and, and, uh, and front-row seats, whether they're virtual or in-person. So that is me going all in on Web3. Until I run out of permutations or possibilities or, or options. And I just feel that we are just getting started. Now I want to read to you what will be my newsletter on Thursday on LinkedIn. This came out in a previous collective cafe and I've just gone ahead and transcribed it and edited it as well. We all know the parable of the tortoise and the hare, where the moral is how slow and steady wins the race. In this analogy, we don't want to be the hare. We want to be the tortoise. But what if we think we're the tortoise, but actually we're the hare? Does this mean we're going to lose? As I was once told, there are two types of people, pioneers and settlers. The pioneers get shot, and the settlers take the land. What if the tortoise represents the settlers, and we are all the pioneers. We are all the hare. If this is the case, we might lose in that fable. We might lose in that race. We might lose in life. We might think we're plodding along slow and steady because we're all early. We know that we're in a space where most normies don't have a crypto wallet. The stats, depending on which country you're in, average around 3% for NFT ownership, so at 25 or 3%, that would be classified as innovators according to Roger's Diffusion of Innovations curve. So at 2.5%, we are classic textbook, textbook innovators. We are the hare, which means we will fall asleep at the wheel. We will take a nap. And when we wake up, we will have been passed or passed over by the lowly tortoise, the risk-averse tortoise the follower. There are three types of people, those who make things happen, those who watch things happening, and those who turn around and say, what happened? Will we be those that turn around and say, what happened? Because we are the hare. So how do we change that? How do we become the tortoise? How do we become the tortoise of the hares and avoid losing out to the hare of the tortoises, the fast followers, if that makes sense? So that's a little blurb that came out of a previous Collective Cafe that I was able to collect, transcribe, edit, and I, I will have that as my LinkedIn newsletter article on Thursday. I think you can see that I'm, I mean, I have to say, pretty prolific right now. Maybe a little too prolific. Maybe a little bit all over the show. Maybe not. A LinkedIn newsletter on Tuesday and Thursday, a show on Tuesday and Thursday, or maybe just one on Wednesday, Collective Cafe, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But actually, they're all connected. They're all connected to the same mission, the same vision, the business of Web3, being all in on Web3. But remember the key point here. It is the Web 3 of business and the business of Web 3. That's the key. If it were just the business of Web 3, then I would be blinkered. I would be siloed. I would be going narrow and deep, 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 deep. But the problem with deep, 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 deep is you can go too far down a rabbit hole. You can lose yourself. You can lose perspective. You lose the integrated approach you lose the bigger picture and if you can't figure out how to connect back to the early adopters the early majority the late majority the laggards if you can't cross the chasm you will be left behind or worse still you will plunge to your doom down into the depths of that chasm So that's why perspective, bigger picture, zooming out has got to be so critical. And so this is all in, but it's all in with an asterisk. And like I said earlier, we cannot force people to come down this journey with us. We can lay out a vision, lay out a roadmap. I mean, at the end of the day, when you think about NFT collections, what we're doing is we're, and, and even before that, putting a business plan together for investors, for a startup, for an app. We put together a business plan. We put together projections. We put together a vision, a mission. We put together a roadmap. And then we open it up for people to join to join us, join in, come work for the company, come invest in the company, come just be a customer. Because you buy into that vision. But you don't have to take the risk. You don't have to burn the boats, maybe even burn bridges. You get to come on the journey and risk return. You don't, you're not going to be the big winner, but you also aren't going to be the big loser as well. Ultimately, balance is key. Equilibrium is key. Integration is absolutely key. I'm just going to stop for a second and see some of the comments in the, the back chat. Bez says, focus and prioritization is a great goal to focus on right now as we start the new year. Enthusiasm is an essential component to success. It is contagious and people will follow or not. This vision is so important coupled with enthusiasm. Well, I like the concept of enthusiasm here. You're adding a new component, a new ingredient Yesterday with Sean Canungo, and as I said, that episode will be live today, we spoke about this concept of bold, to boldly go where no Digen has been before. But we also spoke about courage and fear and uh, memento mori, everybody dies, and being indispensable, and the power of not just innovating, but continuously innovating. And then we even discussed about the fact that you are an insignificant speck and nobody gives a shit about you and how that can actually be turned into a positive. And even at the end of this conversation, I had a kind of a weird dark moment, but one that kind of came out, I think, on the other side with something super positive. And I was basically, you know, Sean said that there are estimates that that... From the beginning of time, there are anywhere between, I don't know, I think it's 80 to 200 billion people that have ever lived on this earth. And I think the number he gave on average is 109 billion. So proof that you are nothing but an insignificant speck that nobody gives a shit about, you are one of those 109 billion people that have ever lived. A a little grain of sand on the shore. That's enough for you to want to give up and say, what's the point? Be debilitated. Be absolutely hamstrung. How am I going to make my mark? How am I going to be remembered? What role do I play if I'm just one of 109 billion people? How insignificant am I? And so my comment to Sean was, you know, the opposite actually applies. Unfortunately in this world, people can walk into a school with a semi-automatic weapon of war and will be remembered forever for all the wrong reasons. So why can't we use that same idea for good? Why can't each and every one of us be able to be remembered forever for all the right reasons? Why would we just assume that the only people that are remembered that leave a legacy, are are the nuts, the crazies. I mean, you can see my image, my photo. I've changed it now. I'm not just a an alpha anymore. I'm now a little AI Andy Worrell version of myself. So I guess I'm still not me, but I'm a version of me. I'm a, I'm, I'm 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 Joseph, but a little cooler. So let's go back to that idea for a second, right? 109 billion people have ever lived on this earth. Who are we? Why Why? Why me? Why you? Why us? Why today? How will we be remembered? And if that sounds daunting, too daunting, like climbing Mount Everest, why should it? Why Why can't we absolutely be significant? I think that's what it is to be all in again, is to be able to say what I do, I'm going to do it as best as I possibly can. I'm going to be the best. And, you know, I heard this amazing uh, interview with Roberto Blake, which I think Bez put me onto, and just hello to Christopher and, and Story Powered and Jersey King and, uh, you know, he was responding to the interview saying, well, I I can't start a podcast on investing in crypto or financial or, you know, it's, it's there are just so many out there. And Roberto Blake just serves up an absolute master class response by showing how possible it is. Because you either niche so specifically down where it's financial advice and or investing, but not just for everyone. For you know his uh, for uh, immigrants that have come from Central and South America, or you know he just he got so super specific. And then there's not the what, but there's the how. So we spoke about like man on the street, the concept of man on the on the street, the format. Yeah, it may not be two people sitting in a room with a big microphone like Joe Rogan might do. But it might actually be a a complete, or it could be a parody, or it could be fake news. So the what you do, the to whom you do it, and the how you do it, those are three different variables that, when combined, can absolutely create something that is truly unique. And then you have to go all in. And all in means you can't be half-pregnant. And all in means that you've got to stay the course. And all in means you've got to take risks. We discussed that as well in the show yesterday. This idea of taking risks. I'll share again that brilliant quote. And you'll see on my feeds today, I'll share the little a soundbite that will promote the episode that the most dangerous people in the room are the ones that are most afraid and yet bold enough to move forward that's what it is to be all in fear pro- pushes you it propels you it motivates you whether you are running away from it or whether you are running towards something something that I'll share on the webinar on Thursday, is this concept of the survival instinct. And I've shared that before and, sh- and shared some of it in our, uh, our sessions. But we are either running away from fear and pain, which is self-preservation, or we are running towards hunger and risk. And that is adaptation. So let's use that now as a rubric against to score or contextualize what Sean was saying. The most dangerous people in the room are the ones that are the most afraid. That's self-preservation, fear and pain. And yet bold enough risk and hunger to move forward. Adaptation. Adaptation is the prize Evolution is the prize for not being hamstrung and sticking around and waiting for someone else to make the first move. And quite frankly, being the hare of the tortoise as opposed to the tortoise of the hare. And for those of you that joined Late Live, you'll just have to go back and listen to the podcast version of it. Let's talk a little bit about that for a second. Podcast went live yesterday. I said in our first episode, (laughs) which was just Monday, that it would be live. And it was live by lunchtime yesterday. And tomorrow, we'll have an intro with a voiceover. And this episode will be live by maybe 10 a.m. It's a very simple process. I finish finish this. I I, I stop recording on my roadcaster. I upload the file to my PC, I mean PC, my MacBook, my laptop and then I upload it and it's done. There's one more step as well. I upload it to Megaphone which hosts the show. There's one more step as well which is I also will upload the actual audio file to otter.ai and uh, and that. That can take a while for everything to process, but that will give me the show notes, which are reasonably, you know, eerily, scarily, amazingly accurate. And then the show is done. It was amazing to see it on uh, on my iPhone yesterday, the Collective Cafe, live within 24 hours of being able to move from idea to execution. And like I said, who knows? Maybe the collective cafe to go wound up being bigger than Joseph Jaffe is not famous, bigger than the collective cafe, bigger than Alpha Collective. Four different horses in the race, four opportunities to win the race, four opportunities to be all in. I think... You know, what I've been wishing people this year is health, happiness, and passion. Those are my three. I mean, the passion is connected to this idea of love what you do, <clears throat> love what you do, be true to yourself and stay the course. Which, as we know, is the formula to forever changed. Love what you do, be true to yourself and stay the course. But my wish for you is health, because it is the number one thing. Thing that we actually cannot control, and the thing that we have learnt over the last three years—how how fallible, how vulnerable, how how weak we can be—and then the second part is happiness. What is it to be truly happy? Yesterday we had an amazing conversation. For those of you that have just joined um, today, you can go back and if you've subscribed to the first episode. Um, We spoke about Twitch and we spoke about mental health. People that appear happy on the outside but inside are crying or hurting. So happiness is the second thing that I wish you, to be happy. What is it to be happy? Well, again, to be happy is to love what you do, be true to yourself. And then the third is passion. Passion is what it is to be all in. Passion is what it is to be bold, to quote Sean Canungo. It's to be able to say that if today were my last day on this planet, it would have been worthwhile. I would have made a difference. I would have created a mini legacy. I would have been less insignificant than I was yesterday. If every day of my life is a self-contained day, Yesterday's history, tomorrow is, is a mystery today is a gift, that's why they call it the present. Did we make it count today? I believe the collective cafe is our ability to make it count every day. Because if we can get if we can be operating on this level before 9 a.m. Eastern or 1 p.m. U.K., or whatever the, the case may be, we have an unfair advantage. We're going all in. And I can tell you that when I look around the room just remember remember this moment take a mental snapshot of this moment from 6 to 60 to 600 to 6000 and there are only two sonoras one Jeffy is delusional his vision is borderline mad he has gone mad he is a mad scientist that's, again, the problem of going all-in in your reality distortion field. Or, and it's a big or, we do end up with 50 and five hundred and five thousand. and 5,000. But remember the moment, this moment, right now. Write it down even. Just take a snapshot. Take a snapshot and be able to determine you know, this 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 fork in the road. Because, you know, if you come to a fork in the road, take it. That's a Yogi Berism. You can't straddle the fork. It's going to be painful. At some point you can. Right at the point of the fork you can. And then as the roads start to diverge, you can stretch, stretch, stretch. And eventually you're doing the splits. And uh, if you're not supple... Um, that's going to be really painful. But, it, but then at some point, it actually becomes a physic, a physiologically impossible. So you cannot live in two worlds at once. That's the, the corollary here. You can't be half pregnant. Now, let's bring it back to Web 3. Can you be living in Web 2 and Web 3 at the same time? I'm asking the question. I'm not telling you what the answer is. I don't know what the answer is. Maybe the answer is Web 2.5, as people say. Maybe it is a mix. Maybe it's the ability to say, why did the road have to be divergent? Why couldn't we parallel path? What if there was a third path? A little bit of lateral thinking. What if there was a third path? Why did we assume there had to be two? Either or, all or nothing. Why couldn't we be all in on the third path that, in fact, was 2.5? That was a combination. Why couldn't I create a talk show and use some of the Web3 techniques to be able to activate it or enhance it or create something differentiated? Because that is, at the core, what marketing and branding is all about. Uniqueness. I do think that we should be all in on our one superpower, on the one thing that we do that nobody else can do, not like us. Because, I mean, we are truly unique. One retina, one, you know, fingerprint. There is only one Tim in this entire world, and Sharon, and Bruce, and Slick, and Chris, and Bez. There is only one of you. This is the ultimate re- refutation to this idea that we are insignificant specks. We might be insignificant specks, but there's only one of us little insignificant shits or specks. Only one. What is the thing that we do that only we do, that only we can do? What is, what is the sum total of our DNA, of our genetics, of our upbringing, of our experiences, of our perspective, that we and only we can do. You know, I, I, uh, m- my daughter is, is uh, applying for a job. And, and one of the questions that she was asked was... I'm going to actually read it to you. Um, let's see. Uh, one of the questions she was asked is, The formula for Coca-Cola, Shake, shacks, shake Shack Sauce, Grandma's Cookies... What's the secret source in your DNA that makes your talent unique and invaluable to others? Please respond in 500 words or less. Yeah, I just realized as I read that statement that the please respond in 500 words or less is actually the key to that entire question. Because I would respond by saying no. I'm not going to respond in 500 words or less. Because that's everybody else. I'm going to write a dissertation. I'm going to write a novel. It's not ready yet, but I'll let you know when it is. Or I'm just going to refuse to answer the question. Or I'm going to do something else. But let's just answer the question for a second. Of course, my daughter looks at me and thinks I'm completely mad. She's like, I could never do that, Dad. But, But let's look at that for a second, right? My daughter... What makes her completely unique? Well, she's my daughter. (laughs) For her sins, I'm her father. So what does that mean? And she's also the daughter of my wife, of her mother. And we're both from South Africa. And what does that mean? And we're both Jewish. What does that mean? And what about my daughter? What about the fact that where she's at college? And what about... You know, when you take all of that aside, then you can actually look at the functional benefits. Where I went to school or or even forget about that, but things like the expected answer. I'm a perfectionist. I'm creative. i am um, I don't take no for an answer. I'm all in. What does it mean to be all in? So what I'm trying to do is to give her the perspective of realizing, guess what? There is something... Many things, but at a minimum one thing about you that is truly, truly unique that no one on this planet could be able to emulate. There could be a clone of yours, an a, a you know, complete clone who was born in another country or born to different parents, or maybe a male or or non binary. What what makes you unique? What makes you, you? For me, going back to the subject at hand, it's, it's being all in. I will tell you that I've always felt like a fraud, like a fake when it comes to being an entrepreneur until COVID. Because, you know, even with my company, with Crayon and with Evolution, I was still straddling. I was still hedging I was still accepting the keynotes and, and running around the world. And, um, and in some cases, I put the revenue back into the company. In some cases, I didn't. But there was always a safety net. I think being all in means there's no safety net. But it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. And, and I, and I want to try and just make this point again, because even if it got lost which is I do believe that being all-in means there's no safety net, but I don't believe all-in means losing sight of reality and putting on blinkers. The advice that I always give entrepreneurs is you need to know when to live in your reality distortion field and when not to. 50%, 50%, this is what I always say, 50% of the advice that you get from others, you need to look meaningful and and deep in thought and nod your head and thank them profusely for their advice and do the exact opposite. Ignore them. But don't let them know that. But 50% of the time, you need to do what they say to the letter, you know, and and, and it's going to be the best advice you've ever received and will save your business, save you, save your life. The art, and it is an art, is knowing when to listen and when not to. And that is the difference between entrepreneurs that are good and those that are great. That is the difference between success and failure. All in does not mean live in your reality distortion field Your bubble. You know, it goes back to the the concept of the Steve Jobs and the Elon Musk and and the counter argument that do we honestly think that Elon Musk makes all of his decisions completely by himself and he isn't at least being advised. Actually that for yes, I actually do think for him, because he's just become the first human being in the world to lose two hundred billion dollars. But for the most part, you can count the Musks and the jobs on one hand. Do you think Bill Gates made every decision by himself unilaterally? Probably not. What about Richard Branson? I would say probably not. Mostly yes, but probably not. What about Jeff Bezos? I don't think for one second that Jeff Bezos makes all of his decisions completely by himself. But when it is a Jeff Bezos, you can be sure that more often than not, he is in his reality distortion field, in his bubble. His statistic may not be 50-50. Yours may be, mine may be. His might be 90-10 in favor of bubble and distortion versus none. But if you live completely in that reality distortion field, you will, like Icarus, eventually flame out, burn out, fly too close to the sun, like Elon Musk did, and lost $200 billion. You know, can he recover? Sure. Will he recover? Maybe, probably. I mean, even going back to Donald Trump, and many of these... Billionaires. They lose it, they gain it again. They lose it, they gain it again. It just becomes like almost like muscle memory. That's an all in mentality. So I know I've thrown out a lot today, and also at times, maybe even uh, not always aligned, maybe some contradictions, but this is a contradictory statement as well. The very nature of being all in. We can be all in on life. I'm all in on life. Because I only got one. And, you know, memento mori. Everyone will die. All man must die. Sounds very much like, a, like an episode of Game of Thrones. All of this was discussed on the episode with Sean Canungo, which again will be live on my channel today. And I'll post all these links either in in the server or, or just keep on figuring out a way to bring all these links together. Now, they're two different points. If you knew the day you were going to die, and if you knew if there was life after death, what would you do differently today? How would you act? How would you react? Would you just sit back and, and, uh, and absolutely just give up? Or... Would you seize the day, carpe diem? You know, I saw this weird thing on LinkedIn today, and I, I'm calling it weird because I think part of the, I think part of the the conclusion is, it, it's not one that I love, it's not one that I necessarily believe in. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it into the back chat. I want you to look at it, and I want you to just maybe we discuss it tomorrow, um, in in the collective cafe. It's it's a controversial one, and uh, I'm just putting it into the uh, the back chat now. I just came across it, you know, by happenstance. It was in my feed, um, and it's called it's called the Universe Twenty Five Experiment. So, and it actually talks to what they believe is the decline of society. In this particular case, there's a, what I think is a, um, I would call a, a very uh, biased, weighted, um, and political conclusion, um, but it is an experiment that existed, and apparently existed decades ago. Have a look at it, and let me know what you think tomorrow, and um, Tim, I see that you're typing, and I want to make sure that we uh, that I respond to you. We end the collective cafe at nine a.m. Eastern. The actual podcast episode. Um, uh, so Tim says, "Is there a bit of a cautionary tale from Jeffrey Rubin's work on escalation of commitment with regard to being all in?" That, my friend, is such a uh, an an op- like such a big statement. And I don't know the answer to it. Um, So in this particular case, here's how we do this. One is you can comment in the back chat or you can come onto stage. You can raise your hand. I can send you an invite. Um, Because of the time we're in right now, why don't we leave this as an interesting cliffhanger? Uh, Tim, you will notice that you can ask to speak and you will notice and I can invite you to speak let's continue the discussion. It's a very interesting discussion. Um, go and look at the experiment um, that I just shared. And, um, and you know, anything that we discussed today, if you want to bring it forward, we are also establishing our uh, unique voice, our authentic voice in the Collective Cafe and the Collective Cafe to go. So what's important for me to do is to make sure that my voice doesn't necessarily change so that you, the people that are here right now, that you don't feel like I'm talking to someone else. You need to know that I'm talking to you, and the best way to know that is to talk back to me, whether it's in the, the back chat or whether it's coming onto stage, like Bez typically does with four or five minutes to go, which also dovetails nicely into his schedule because that's the beauty of this, this live hour. Some of you are listening because you're on a train. Some of you are listening because you're on the treadmill. Uh, Some of you are going to come onto stage and say, hey, I want to, you know, I want to spar as well, whereas others are just going to say, I want to learn. So if we're doing this episodically and we are recording and we are uploading and we are sharing, then, and there is a reason to come and listen to tomorrow's episode, live or you know just the ability to kind of move backwards and forwards this gives more texture to what is essentially an an unfolding and emerging brand you just did it tim you raised your hand so i will bring you up to speak up to the stage we have three minutes left uh welcome by the way to the collective cafe
0: hello oh all right there we go i guess the microphone is working
1: this is very addic- addicting. I mean, Bez and myself and Christopher and Slick and Sharon and, and, and Bruce, uh, for the most part, we've been here almost every day since uh, August.
0: This is awesome. It, it's very hard at this time because I'm usually getting ready for conference calls that kick off at 9. So <laughs> it's been very hard to get into this particular time slot. But I love today's topic on being all in. And in the back of my mind is that uh, Jeffrey Rubin was an economist, uh, most famous for his work on the escalation of commitment, commonly known as the sunk cost fallacy, right? Um, And so Harvard Business Review, I think it was November or December, did a whole uh, episode or edition on quitting um, and how frequently those that are all in do quit, but they quit in micro ways. So they quit a particular experiment. They don't quit the bigger picture of what they're all in on. But, um, you know, and and of course, that translates right over to poker players, right? Um, You know, so great poker players won't hold out all the way through all hands. They actually quit more often than average poker players because they know they're not going to win that particular hand, but they're all in on the game.
1: And then, of course, the micro sometimes is they do go all in on a hand, which, of course, can be a do or die for them. It could be the turnaround. Exactly. It could be the turnaround. It could be the winning hand. And it could also be the losing hand. Oh, I love that. That's, that's, super, yeah. super, that's super, super and, rich.
0: And the tragedy with Ruben's story is that he devoted his life to studying this in economics and was an avid mountain climber. And so his he was mountain climbing with a grad student. The weather went bad, and the grad student said, "We have to, we have to quit. We have to stop this climb." And Reuben, who has famously devoted his life to the escalation of commitment, stayed on. The grad student went back, and Reuben uh, unfortunately passed away. He died on the mountain. So just knowing that there are these biases doesn't prevent us from falling into the traps and, and risks that they present.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, wow. There, there is so much, so much that comes out of that. And, you know, again, it is the art and it is an art is knowing when to hold them and when to fold them. And, uh, you know literally but in this particular case it it is icarus it is hubris you know the the simple right. the simple layer of and i and i tweeted this yesterday i said be humble or be humbled and so it is always balance and to me that's kind of where right. I was trying to play around with in this whole conversation which is which is when you are all in you can also just like you can have a superpower, but if you lean too, you know, if if you lean too far into that superpower, it can also um, overpower you, and uh, and and become dark, uh, an obsession. Um, there are so many. When, when I do the Jungian um, archetypes, when I teach, and and even in brand strategy. Every single one of them, whether it's the hero, the outlaw, the everyman, the journey, you know, the the explorer, the the jester, every one of them, if over-indexed, can actually become move from being um, the superpower to the Achilles heel. Exactly. All right. So it is nine. Awesome. It is 9-01. It's nine oh one.
0: Thanks, thanks for letting me come on.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm telling you, we are building something super super special here. Uh, I'm going to tuck you back and and uh, I've got to figure out how to end the show. So uh, today I will be editing um, the the start to the show, and um, and that will be live tomorrow. And this episode um, should be already on your uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, on Apple Podcasts within one hour. Let's see, I'm ac- I'm actually going to end this right now. I'm going to hit the stop button uh, and, um, and we'll see how long it takes me being super, super focused to get it online. So Tim, if it's difficult for you, you can always listen to it on demand. You can also pop in and out and there are going to be some days um, when you are... Uh, you know, when you are like maybe traveling where you have the full hour and other times it just may be just popping in for five or 10 minutes. Um, as always, tell people, uh, tell people about it. Omar, I just want to shout out to you as well. Uh, you're new here. Um, we haven't seen you around. Um, we probably have about 20 to 30 people now that are that cycle in and out, maybe more. Um, and and we are building something. We are building something. We are going all in on the on Alpha Collective, I am, on the Collective Cafe, which is this, and of course, Collective Cafe To Go become something that didn't exist 24 hours ago. And even the idea is just a few weeks old. It was an idea that came up in this actual session. And uh, I'm crediting you, still Stolbez, for it, because I think it was you. And uh, here it is, is a reality. Uh, Sharon does say, when does your superpower become your Achilles heel, um, we, are, uh, we can discuss that tomorrow along with that link I sent, along with, um, with uh, well, we know what happened to poor Mr. Ruben. um I, I suppose it's like the person who bought Segway, right? He went over the edge, uh, over the cliff on a Segway. Um, it doesn't always end well. So. But for us, uh, in our safe environments of audio only, it can only end well. Um, and so, go and be significant today. Do not be an insignificant speck or an insignificant little shit. Uh, look out uh, for Sean Canango's interview, which will go live at some point today. I'm also hoping um, to have Mario Norful on the show, um, and that will be a pre-recording at about 1 p.m. Again, I will put the YouTube link into. Just look out for updates throughout. On Alpha Collective's Discord server, that's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. And then also bit.ly forward slash Joseph Jaffe is, oh no, bit.ly forward slash not famous Discord is a Discord that I kind of manage the show and I'm going to be doing a lot more on that also, uh, leveraging and integrating with my creator coin, which is also going to be launching soon. As you can tell, I am all in.